This is the ZMAR Podcast. Elite Benefits of America helps small and mid-sized companies with their health insurance programs. And now, your host, Butch ZMAR. Welcome back to the ZMAR Podcast. I have a special guest by the name of Steve Fretzen. He's uh, definitely a Chicago native. He helps a lot in the small business world. Thanks for coming on the show, Steve. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. So give a little background on what what you do specifically and um, where you come from and how you got to where you're at today. Sure. So I don't know how far back we want to go, but I started uh, sales when I was uh, 16 years old working at a shoe store. Uh, locally, I grew up in the North Shore of Chicago and um, went to college, got a degree just to get out of college so that I could go get a sales job. And I started um, kind of on the low end of the totem pole. And my, my goal was to uh, get to the high end of the totem pole. So I started uh, working in sales and I ended up moving up and up and up. And next thing you know, years later, I'm selling franchises for an international franchisor. And what happened there was unique because in addition to selling high ticket items like a business, I was also in charge of overseeing about 50 small businesses around the Midwest. And I had to help them with everything from not only sales, but marketing and operations and employment. And and even to the point where I was finding them locations and helping them sign leases and negotiating deals. So it was kind of transformative in going from being a sales guy to being a, a business guy, like a real businessman, the way, you know, we think about a businessman. And um, I ended up working with a coach myself who just totally changed the game for me in the way that I was thinking about sales and the way that I had been approaching it. And I took everything I learned and everything I I worked on and I started my own coaching business in 2004. And I've, I've worked with over in over 50 industries, helping sales teams and, and for people in professional services, entrepreneurs to dramatically grow their sales, in many cases, doubling or tripling their numbers uh, because it's something I'm passionate about and also have a lot of processes, systems, and ways of doing things that, uh, from, from, you know, were game-changing or game-changing for my clients the same way I was impacted. And in 2008, when the recession hit, um, I started working with attorneys because they were hard hit from that, from that recession and it just blew up. And, uh, and I can explain why, but, but generally speaking, we connected really well on my methodology for sales which I call sales-free selling. And it's the idea that we don't have to be salesy. We don't have to try to convince people. And it hit off so well that I decided to specialize and really focus on the legal market. And that's really all I've done for the last 12, 13 years is help attorneys grow their law practices uh, and then stay sustainable in how they do that for the rest of their career. So it's been really uh, rewarding for me not only to work in the industry, but to help really great people, um, you know, find that type of relief when they don't have to worry about business anymore. It's just, it comes in almost in an automated fashion because they've done all the work to set it up properly from the beginning. Yeah. And that takes a lot of work and a little discipline to, uh, to get there. But over those years that you've been um, consulting attorneys and then previously with other entrepreneurs and businesses, has the landscape really changed as far as networking and generating business since when you first decided that you were going to go out and put your stake in the ground to even currently after COVID or during the COVID season that we're running into still? Yeah, I mean, I'll give you two two transitions that have happened. I mean, obviously, when 2008 hit and attorneys kind of had, some of them had a real aha moment that 
you know, business development, you know, just the phone ringing, the hours that had been there may not always be there. And so that thinking strategically about business development, marketing, uh, you know, getting your own clients, for example, if you're an attorney at a big firm, you know, you might be handed all your clients by, um, uh, you know, a rainmaker at the top or your, you know, the leader of your practice group. And so you're just doing the work. You're not, you don't have your own clients. You don't have, you know, any of your own business. It's all stuff that's handed down. And I think lawyers started to appreciate that, you know, going out and getting your own clients means that you then have control over your future versus not. Okay. So that's a big, a big shift in mindset that occurred uh, you know, a few years after the recession, you know, let's say between 2008 and 2012. And of course, we all have short memories. So people go back to, you know, just grinding out hours and not considering the importance of getting their own clients. Uh, fast forward now, you know, the last year and a half with COVID, um, you know, it's it's been tough, um, you know, in the sense that, you know, the people that had been, you know, taking their clients out for lunch and, and going to conferences and doing presentations and all that stuff has dried up. So they've had to really get creative with how they build their brand, how they get their name out there and how they actually drive business. For some, they haven't had to do too much because many of the people I talk to, their business has never been better because people are in need of lawyers now more than ever. In other circumstances, um, you know, they're, they're seeing the writing on the wall now a second time that the world can change, you know, any minute and how important it is to really build that sustainability in your law practice, or this goes for anyone in business. I mean, you just can't rely on what has been. We have to continue to move forward and think about the future and how do we have to adapt and get better to ensure that we're sustainable and that we're relevant in the future. Uh, you know, in, in some cases, it's having low overhead. It might be flexible workspace. It might be, um, you know, just, uh, you know, not having, you know, more virtual employees than regular full-time employees. Things like that, you know, my, mindsets have been changed and shifted. And so this is another another one of these pivot moments. A couple things I made notes about reading through some of the material, like from from your books that I, I wanted to move and talk about transitioning because there's the old school way that you were talking about grinding it out. But you actually walk uh, attorneys through a specific process. And it seems that you have things laid out, like uh, just one example would be you had this area of the three P's, the planning, the progress and the performance and you talk about measuring that throughout the process. Can you just give a high-level overview of what that looks like and then what kind of results have um, seen? Because I could see a lot of people don't even get to start with the planning, let alone figure out what the progress is even about in the middle of trying to make adjustments and readapting. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is where, you know, people make a big mistake. They don't realize that, you know, winging it, you know, day-to-day, week-to-week, year-to-year is, is not an actual strategy or an effective one. So the idea that I can help an attorney put together a, a solid game plan, a written plan that in two or three pages outlines how that individual should be spending his or her time in an effective way, okay? And that's the beginning. You have to have that plan. It's like taking a road trip through Africa without a map or a guide or, or provisions. You're not going to last that long if you're trying to go from one tip of the continent to the other. Uh, if somebody could pull that off, I'd love to hear about it. So you need to have a solid plan, and, and, and again, how it's written and, and what you're focusing on. These are all things that that uh, need to be thought about and worked through, so that you're not just attending every networking event that comes along or taking every meeting that comes along. You want to have a real specific focus, understanding who your targets are and how you're going to go after them. Okay, 
The second part is the process. And again, this is this is something that isn't taught in law school. Um, even salespeople, sales professionals or entrepreneurs may not have actually learned a process. They just sort of figured it out on their own. And that's what I used to do. You know, I've had lots of trainings and I've been through a lot, you know, working with lots of different companies and they all had, you know, different processes they would teach me. But at the end of the day, most of them are, are completely, you know, irrelevant to the way people want to buy today. Um, the old school days of selling services, making a pitch, convincing people, trying to jam a square peg in a round hole is not really effective today. And it also wastes a lot of time. So having a process where you can walk a buyer through a buying decision or run a networking meeting effectively or, or drive someone to help you with a quality introduction as opposed to just getting lip service from them. Oh, yeah, I'd be happy to help you and I'll keep my eyes open. Well, that's not going anywhere and everyone knows it, okay? But if we could actually use process as a way to uh, save time and get better results, then all the better. And then the last piece is what I call performance improvement. And this is the, the story of, um, you know, going to a driving range. So I go to a driving range and I hit a bucket of balls. Some go left, some go right, some go down the middle, a couple trickle off the, off the tee. Those are the embarrassing ones. And, uh, and at the end of the day, you know, I can do that every day and, and never get better at golf. Well, why? Because I'm not, I'm practicing, but I'm not practicing perfectly. And that's a Vince Lombardiism. But uh, to practice perfectly means when I slice the ball off to the right, I need to understand why that ball sliced and what I need to do to improve it or fix it. If I just keep slicing the ball, then I'm not really getting better. So there are salespeople, there are lawyers, there are entrepreneurs out there that say, hey, I have 10 years of sales experience. And the reality is they have one year of ex sales experience 10 times because they've never really looked at themselves in the mirror or had a coach or someone out externally look at them you know, closely to identify the troubled areas and then teach them how to self-analyze and self-improve so that, you know, that they can continue to get better and better and better. And so I use something as simple as journaling with my clients. So they track their day, they track their week, their month, the numbers of, of how many, you know, emails they send out and how does that email lead to a meeting and how does that meeting lead to a prospect meeting or an introduction? How does that lead to success and results? And if we track it that way, and there's a number of different ways to track, but that's one way. And we can identify that, oh, sure enough, the, the, the emails aren't leading to meetings. Well, why not? Maybe there's something that's not being said or asked in the email that's leading to a next step. Maybe you're not providing dates. Maybe you're not giving direction. So can we improve that email so that it's getting the results you're looking for? And then every piece of it can be analyzed under a microscope and, and then learn from. And if, that, if that's all happening, planning, process, the ability to self-improve, well, then you're writing your own ticket for success. I mean, you'd have to really be, you know, kind of not very smart to fail if all of that is in your in your favor, if you're doing that type of uh, of precision as as a, as a way of growing your business, for sure. And that's what I got out of the material that uh, I was reading, and even some of the articles that you have posted. It seems like we've been connected for a little while, and and you post some really good content, and you actually do publish for a news publication related to attorneys. You've been doing it for many, many years. And before we went live, we started talking about a fishing trip that we went with a you went with a mutual friend and you actually wrote an article not too long ago uh, during the COVID about the fishing for new business during um, the summer for legal practices. 
and I actually printed that off before I even realized the connection with uh, our mutual friend. But you point out some pretty good tips here about definitely about changing things up because you published this article in the middle of uh, the pandemic and businesses were trying to scramble to figure out what was going on. And we were already months into it by the time this published, I guess. What led you to write an article, you know, during that time? Obviously, attorneys needed some attention because they were trying to generate new business during the whole thing. But can you give us some insight on that article where even just, you know, what are some ideas to change things up? Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting when uh, inspiration hits, you have to go with it. And I remember actually uh, very specifically, I was on the boat with my father-in-law and my son. We're on Lake Winnebago up in Wisconsin. They've got a lake house in, in Fond du Lac. And um, we're in the boat and we're driving to a spot. And it just hit me that, you know, fishing is a lot like looking for business. And, uh, and then I thought of all the different things that I've learned from my, um, my father-in-law, who's like a fisherman savant. I mean, I've never met a better fisherman for walleye in my life. And, um, and so I've learned so much from him and I've become quite a good fisherman myself because I'm continuing to, to learn from people better than me. I mean, that's how, you know, anyone that's, that's, you know, that's a millionaire or that's, that has a successful business will say, you know, you know, they learn from somebody smarter than them or that knew more than them. So in this article, particular article, and I don't have it in front of me, so I'm trying to remember some of the things, but, but, but I'll give you one example is when we try to fish in a spot that's worked for us in the past and we're sitting there for a while and we're not getting any bites we don't just stay there all day and we don't go back the next day. We're going to go look in a different place. So if you're at the same networking event uh, year in, year out, and you're not getting anything from it, either you need to change it up, meaning change the bait or change what you're saying, change how you're approaching it. Or maybe you need to get out of there and go look in a different place because maybe it's run its course. At the end of the day, you know, look, COVID, you know, shared, you know, showed us, you know, who's going to evolve and, and change and adapt. And, and, and there's a lot of successes happening right now. People that are realizing, you know, new markets, people that are realizing ways to cut, cut costs, uh, et cetera. And there's other people that are going to be left behind because they're not thinking strategically about what's, what's changed and how the world has shifted and how we need to address things moving forward. So, uh, you know, if, you know, COVID, just like 2008, is, is told us that the world can shift in a moment and we need, to, we need to be ready for that at any time. Hey, gang. Ever wonder what it's like to be a small business owner? It's confusing. Weird expenses coming out of nowhere. And when you throw in health insurance, forget it. Nobody understands how that works. If you own a business, big or small, it's one of the biggest expenses you have all year long. And yet, we all wait until open enrollment at the end of the year, and then we think to ourselves, next year, next year I'll get a jump on it. And then it's another year of paying way too much. If you're a business owner, big or small, HR representative that wants to impress the boss, give Butch Zemar of Elite Benefits of America a call. Save yourself or your boss thousands or even tens of thousands of dollars a year. Reach out to Butch right now, 708 535 3006 or shoot him an email butch at elitebenefits.net and be sure to check out the zmar podcast don't wait till the last minute put butch zmar to work for you now talking about changing course and and obviously networking landscape had changed a little bit and 
one of the, I guess, the ways that we had uh, reconnected in a, in a lot of ways is through a, uh, it's a national networking group, but through Chicago, but all of it would move to offline to from restaurants and whatnot to um, Zoom meetings. And in many of the ones that I've been on, I've seen a lot more attorneys because in the past, even the local networking groups that I would go to, there wouldn't be a whole lot of attorneys. And in fact, some of them would show up and it'd be a lot awkward. And, and I know one thing that you you help attorneys with, and I, I, I think it's kind of funny on one of the checklists. So you put a new event checklist and you walk through some of the things. That, and I wish some of the attorneys I met actually read this before they showed up. But one of the interesting things you put on there is you make sure... He says, make sure that you look good, you know, your hair, your nails, your breath, because there's some people, attorneys are coming out of courtroom and their hair's all messed up. What I noticed, I guess, um, to be a little bit more current with the Zoom meetings, more and more attorneys are actually trying to adapt to this technology and, uh, and get it in front of people. And, and I'm assuming you have seen the same thing. In fact, you decided to host one on your own and bring more attorneys to the table. And have you seen more and more attorneys adapting to this? Yeah, I mean, I think it's... it's um it's pretty amazing to watch what's going on with, with people, whether it's how they're shifting for social media, um, how they're changing their law practice to more of a niche. Um, the, the, the adaptations that I'm seeing have been significant. Um, you know, an example for me is I was spending most of my time in Chicago working live with attorneys in a classroom setting in an office space and all that. And, you know, knowing that, that we weren't going to be face-to-face for a long time led to me focusing on starting a podcast and starting to do more social media and, and driving a more national audience, because obviously there are attorneys all over the country, all over the world, but I was mostly focused on networking and, and, and targeting in Chicago. And now it's opened up and I've got more clients nationally than I ever had before. And, um, and it's been great from, from on a number of different levels. Um, I'm getting to know a lot of, a lot about uh, Salt Lake City and a lot about New Jersey and in and, and some areas of Alabama stuff stuff like that. So it's it's um it's really um it's it, it is all about how we you know, make decisions is looking forward into the future and seeing what's going on and then how we make those how we make those changes. But networking um, has has shifted and, and you know provisors is the name of the group that we're I hope that's okay sure. to say yep. but you know um you know at the end of the day. At the end of the day, provisors, you know, shifted. You know, they said, hey, you know what? We're not going to do live meetings, but we're going to do um, virtual. And by the way, you can go, you know, nationally. And, and so you can expand nationally. For a lot of people, this was huge. Or the ability to go even locally to more groups than you were before because you didn't have to drive into the city. You didn't have to park. You didn't have to walk. You, didn't have to, you know, it was like a four-hour commitment. Now it's an hour and a half, and you're in your home. So that's a much more reasonable thing. So people, I think, are just getting a lot more done because we're virtual. Now, are we missing something? Yeah, we're missing the handshaking and we're missing some of the eye contact and some of the, you know, niceties and the lunches and sharing a meal and all that. But but I think it's a small price to pay for what we've learned, which is that we we can survive and thrive on a, in a Zoom, in a Zoom uh, atmosphere and still get a lot done. Uh, so I think that it's going to be a uh, you know, the, the change is going to back to, you know, post COVID, it's going to be uh, a mix of, of Zoom and live stuff. But, you know, for me, I'm in the North Shore of Chicago. I don't see myself driving into the city more than maybe a couple times a month where I was going in like three days a week. 
Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure you're not jumping on a plane and going to Salt Lake City. No, I'm not. I'm de- I'm, yeah, I'm definitely not doing that. Although, you know, I wouldn't mind in the, in the ski season uh, to do that and then see a couple clients while I'm there. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. I mean, we, we all know travel has, has, you know, not been what it used to be in the last, you know, number of years. So uh, any, you know, I think most people don't, don't love, you know, the, the hassle of flying. So uh, the fact that we don't have to do that and we can be in London, you know, in the morning and then LA in the afternoon and then back in Chicago, you know, later that afternoon and all in the same day. It's pretty amazing. For sure. And, and obviously uh, you have a lot of material that helps walk a lot of attorneys through this. Some of them are brand new to it. I know uh, you have many articles as well as posting a podcast that talk about how to, how they can adapt and and I think that's great. You're providing the information, providing value, uh, not only to your clients, but even just uh, prospecting or just other business owners in the market that could take advantage of it. If somebody wanted to get a hold of you or get a hold of the, the podcast and uh, networking events that you work with specifically to the attorneys, how do they get access to all that? You have a lot going on. So what's the easiest way for them to reach out and, and get some of these resources? Yeah, I would say the two easiest ways to to find more information whether it's my uh, blog or my podcast or all of my videos, all my content is available on my website, which is um, just my last name. So it's fretzin.com, F-R-E-T-Z-I-N.com. And obviously I'm also a big LinkedIn user, I'm constantly posting on LinkedIn and sharing uh, ideas and, and, and tips and, and tricks and content. So that's, and that's just my name on uh, Steve Fretzin on LinkedIn. You can find me very easily. Sounds good. This is definitely great. I appreciate the time that you put into this. And um, and I, I appreciate uh, the fact that you're creating opportunities for other people in the network and actually engage in business so they can generate more business, not specifically focused on your practice, but other people's practices as well. I look forward to having you back sometime and check out Steve's podcast as well. There's a lot of good people you interviewed on there. Yeah, I appreciate you having me and, uh, and uh, the support.